Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Hey Freddy, hey Freddy, I'm open, open, mismatch, mismatch, he can't guard me, he's too short. I'm six foot eight. He can't guard me, he can't guard me, low post. <laughs> I mean, welcome I mean, to oh. Fantasy Basketball Players, I'm Alfred, the Elevator Arvizu. And I'm Chris, I'm gonna draft Alan Iverson first, Gossidus. Basketball stuff! <laughs> Oh, um, homie! It sounds like we're on the board already. Already on the board. I'm gonna. We got the I'm first gonna, pick. We got to draft, draft Allen Iverson. Iverson. Yep, yeah. <laughs> over Jordan. <laughs> over Jordan. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> What's up, man? I, I've been meaning to ask you, been dying. I've been bogged down with the hum humdruggery of the day. Yeah. And I've not really listened, but fucking Harden to Brooklyn? Harden to Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here's the funny thing, man. James Harden going to the Nets to pair with Kevin Durant, right? Former run buddy back in the OKC days. He already tried this shit with Russell Westbrook, and it didn't work. (laughs) Now he's going to deal with KD. KD's going to get so pissed, man. KD (laughs) has no patience for any of this. He's already dealing with Flat Earth over there. Oh, just man, disappeared so from the team. Uh, it's wild. Uh, the Rockets got like a million draft picks, so I guess good for them. I know the Spurs play them like the next two games, and they're not going to have anyone on their team between the fucking COVID oh, protocol yeah. and all of the traded players not being eligible to play in the games. So Dude, it's going to be like, I don't know, man. It's going to be like LaMarcus Aldridge just posting up on uh, – a former Rockets coach, Jeff Van Gundy, down in the post. <laughs> take Yeah, no, take the over. Uh, nothing but bad beats coming up for the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the over on the Rockets all week, probably for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, yeah, did we just lose all of our comic book listening fans? <laughs> uh, it was only a matter of time. We just wanted to, like, jam hole this basketball talk. Because the NBA, I mean, you got to give it to them. They're losing players every day to the COVID protocol. They've had to suspend, I think, nine or ten games already. It's a real mess. Um, yeah, life's, it turns out life's messy when that bubble bursts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's, you know, I just, I don't know. I wanted to I wanted to do a little basketball talk. Maybe we'll eventually sh- offshoot to a, to a, a sister program podcast where we do basketball. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if the people want it. I, mean, I could probably do it. Uh, but seriously, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. In case y'all were wondering, we are still around. We are yeah. still talking about comic book stuff. Don't worry. Even though none of the movies have come out and the <laughs> ones that do make us very sad, it's oh, fine. But... No, really, it's fine. We're okay. Are we, though? I don't know. Um, how you doing, man? Yeah, maintaining. I mean, we didn't make it a week into 2021 until shit started getting sideways. Oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess I'm used to it now, so that's a, that's a thing. It's weird how used to it we are. Um, by the way, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, some monumental things have happened in America today. Yeah. Historic, literally historic things. I don't want to talk about it because I'm, f- I'm fucking tired, honestly. Uh but if you know, you know. Uh, it's just this. This is already like we're not even one month in. We're not yeah. even one down yet. Yeah. 
We're not even one down. But we're we're here again, just like the NBA. Our our uh, our mentor organization, I guess, just just running through the tape, man. Doesn't matter how many people they lose, or much, how much, un- like I'm, much like I'm silver. We have cop, we have broadcast cop, 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 contracts as well. <laughs> we need to get these fucking games on air, man. Do you think Adam Silver does not feel the the pressure of the pandemic because he is in fact of sanguine line, a vampire? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't fear much when you're, you know, a, a child of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just saying. I'm throwing that out there. Maybe that's why he's so like, just like we're gonna keep doing this, even Ooh. though it's not working. Ooh, on the real though, would you become a vampire? Would would, would you? If it, if it meant not wearing a mask, it meant not having to have anxiety about COVID, would you? I mean. Also, I just like being at night. Anyway, I don't like the day. I don't like the sun. Yeah. We know this. I mean, I I think the answer is an obvious yes. That's a hard yes for me. That's a, you, but here's the okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. You took us down this path, sir. <laughs> but now you gotta be friends with the one oh, and only Jared Leto. No, oh god, fucking damn it! You did it to yourself. It be your own people. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Another one. Jared yeah, Leto. I, I think, Merry I think Christmas. I You're getting Jared Leto for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, because I could always kill him. Could you, though? Yeah, yeah, no, that's no problem. Okay. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Okay. I mean, you're a vampire, too, though. It's not like you can just go out in the day and kill him, because... I, I think I've seen enough what we do in the shadows tonight. Okay. To tell you got to get a familiar, like a like a Guillermo, a Gizmo, a Gizmo, yeah, get a Gizmo. Did you? Uh, you don't watch? Wait, we're Guy. so we're we're so in tangent zone, but who cares? It's 2021, <laughs> baby. We're just getting started. Do you watch? Uh, do you watch Zoe's Infinite Playlist? Um, no, but the inverted Chris uh, has watched it, and I'll get his sit rep. A little bit uh, when he comes and you know uh, when he kind of gets back to my timeline in the red zone. Oh, oh shit! That's right, baby. Expect tenant references, left, Jeez. right, and middle. Did you see the movie? No. Too bad. Still coming. It's still coming. And they're going because they're the inverted. Trick is, the trick is, yes, you have. <laughs> yeah. Don't Just think about it too sir. hard. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, the uh, Guillermo shows up. In uh, in in the second season of uh, Zoe's. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah, yeah. That's Jeremy. That's awesome. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's that actor. Ah, oh, boo. That would be that would be something. That would be something. All You're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are we what are we even doing today, man? I forgot I... to. I mean, I know the slack is there, but yeah. I forgot yeah. to put it in a separate little box that i normally look at and so i looked for it and there was nothing there and i got uh, it on my screen that's where i am okay I, we got it though so this episode uh we're gonna cover we're gonna do a review we saw wonder woman 84 i would say so that you don't have to but i mean most of y'all probably have seen it mm. um you've experienced it i guess is maybe a better way of putting it um we're gonna talk about 
to to uh, you know I don't want to be too harsh. I, I don't want to give everything away, but I would say to balance it out, to cleanse the palate, we're going to talk about Mandalorian season two. We're going to do a little All bit of a, balance, a, a look back. All things in balance as they should be. Thank you, Thanos. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick preview on Wandavision, which is hitting later this week. We're very psyched about that. The Powies, the twenty yes, we're in twenty twenty one, but the twenty twenty Powies, man. And yeah, it was a weird year. A lot of stuff didn't get released, so we've come up with a new kind of fun way to play a game with the Powies uh, <laughs> that I hope all the listeners are gonna enjoy. I have a feeling it's gonna be ridiculous. On the I, Slack, it says Powie's question mark, and I think that's very accurate. That is very accurate. And then we're going to finish with Big Wheel, uh, and I just realized the wheel. I've put no uh, no, no time towards the Big Wheel. So oh, we'll I've got the... that covered, if you don't okay, mind. Okay, well, Chris has got it covered. That's good. I mean, we've always got COVID, of course, is the all-time winner, and then Jeremy Renner is always there as well. But Chris has got an actual thing, so we'll do that. I feel Jeremy Renner should play Big Wheel if Big Wheel ever does get cast. I would love it. I would love to see it. Yeah. I, it okay, here's the thing. If he did, if he were cast, again, not that we need more, but receipts that they're listening to us. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. You know, because back, you know, I don't know. I'm sure I've told you this. I'm sure. I mean, you probably even heard it way back. But like when Ig and I were covering Ant Man, and mm -hmm. Ignacio, by the way, just like a name you don't hear that often in a film, in oh, an yeah. American film, his name gets dropped in Ant Man, <laughs> and then my name gets dropped in Spider Man. Like, uh. come on, guys. We know. We know. It's <laughs> fine. All right, but let's. All that aside, uh, let's give DC some some rub, some love, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Let's talk about Wonder Woman 84. Um, oh, you know, yeah. actually, I meant, to, I, meant to, I meant to talk about this off air, and I totally forgot. It's fine. Uh -huh. but I was going to ask you if you wanted to retire the Flash Versus segment of our reviews and do something different. But I do have a pretty good one for you to do. Okay, I, I do I do agree that this is like the the twilight period of the Flash versus segment. Sure, um, we, we can we, we can we do live in a twilight world. I mean, and there are no friends at dusk. Um, so yeah, I'm done with that. We can do one more for the road. We'll do one more. This is the last of the of this particular segment. We're going to debut a new segment on the next review. I do have a pretty good one. Uh, now, the fun thing about this for, for new listeners that might be doing we so we do the movie reviews in different segments. Also, spoiler alert, we are going to spoil uh, parts of the film. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want anything spoiled, this is where you pause the podcast and go watch the movie and then come back to it. Um, but this is a total improv thing. Chris has no idea what I'm about to say. This is <laughs> flashback, flash versus Wonder Woman 84. Chris has no idea what I'm about to ask him to do. Now, usually I ask him to either, like, give a quick synopsis of a film or just maybe something from a particular viewpoint of a character from the film. Doctor Strange style, like, inhabit a character? He can inhabit a character. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's just all over the place. We've done so many different things. And honestly, it's really fun, and Chris does a great job with the improv. Um, yeah. I, I've been thinking about doing something different for this segment. But we'll get to it next time because this time I do have one that I was pretty happy about. All right. I thought of uh, earlier, which is we're gonna do 
why someone should watch Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. from the persona, from the perspective as mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes, all you beautiful people out there in the nation. Yes, I can feel your attention. I can feel your gaze at me through these icy screens of the television. I know what you wish down deep in your heart. I wish, you wish, as I do, for a great sequel. For filmmakers to love these characters and these stories as much as we do. But alas, you've been left too long to wander in the dark. Too long too long to wander the, 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 the hellscape of the DCEU. But I'm here. I'm here to deliver you. If you just call one right now, one nine hundred Maxwell Money. Uh, I need five. I need, I need about three fifty. <laughs> Fantastic! What a what a great end to the flashback. Flash. Give yourself uh, with Sandy a round of sound for you, Chris. That was great. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you. Cleveland also involved in that trade. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the sound of a very happy Barclays Arena. <laughs> uh, Smoothie King Center. I don't know what it's called anymore. Smoothie King what? is for Cleveland, right? Smoothie King Center. I think that's what it's called. I, was, I thought that was for for Oklahoma. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't Pelicans? know. That's, who knows? Who knows? Oh, it might be Pelicans. It might be the Pelicans. <laughs> uh, all right. So again, we're gonna we're gonna cover Wonder Woman uh, with our various segments and up next we have excelsior excelsior oh. oh man it was good to hear stan yeah i was actually listening to binge mode podcast the marvel what they're doing uh, with gardens galaxy volume two when they were talking about stan's cameo with the watchers oh, yeah. and how that kind of Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, you guys are supposed to be my ride. Yeah. Oh, guys. I have so many more stories to tell. Uh, gee, guys. Uh, that, like, you know, that that incorporated the famous fan theory that Stan was the same character in all the Marvel films, which is great. I just, I love what they did with that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, with Excelsior, for those that are new, again, this segment, we talk about something that really stood out to us uh, with this particular film. Uh, that we enjoyed that you know can be a character can be a particular actress portrayal of a character uh, can be uh, the special effects the music the score the script the directing the cinematography i mean literally anything we try to keep it positive and chris do you want to go first on this one yeah oh you're gonna give me the cherry i'm on giving top you there? the cherry the, yeah right the the cherry from the very uh the parse tree but go ahead <laughs> man because uh i think uh Oh, it's got to be the action sequences, and particularly the one in uh, Egypt, I guess, where mm-hmm. they're uh, attacking the convoy together, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman and, and Trevor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think the action sequences are really good, and they kind of really, they, they definitely stood out because there wasn't too much to <laughs> latch on to at the beginning a little bit, like, you know, saving people. The mall one was a little kind of janky, maybe, but... Um, like, purposefully I, so, though, right? Like, it felt like right. that was... That was the, very like, on the purpose. Perspective of kids, like she was winking at them and stuff, and that yeah. that was fine. Like as, as I kind of like understood that a little bit more, I was like, that's it's maybe not for me, and that's cool. But like the one at the White House and the one uh, in Egypt, those were great. I like those a lot. Um, I thought they were very well done. Uh, I mean, I love it. 
I love this trope of like superheroes like running to catch up to the cars. Like um, I guess yeah. we saw that in Civil War mm-hmm. with T'Challa and Steve kind of you know running to catch up to whatever. Yeah, it really gives you a sense of like how powerful these people are and how different from us they are. I yeah, I completely agree. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> just kind of in funny. You know, you mentioned the action sequences, which are, which yeah, are really great. I think maybe the one with Cheetah was like too dark. It was like, did the the, fuck, the, the director from Game of Thrones season <laughs> eight direct this sequence, or what's happening here? Um, I did leave that one out. I did here's, leave... here's yeah, but here's the thing: those sequences are all great, and they would have, uh, I think, you know, if they were in a film that was an hour and forty five minutes. Oh yeah, it would have felt yeah. great, but the fact that they were spread out over a two forty, mm. a solid two forty, uh, made it yeah. feel sparse. But I mean, if, if if anything, that's more of a compliment to the scenes themselves because I wanted more. Yeah. Oh, they ha- they definitely had that like crazy, fantastic, uh, fear or Fast and the Furious kind of like uh, vibe to them, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> they were so good. They stood out that much more. Yeah. So I completely agree. Uh, for me, I got to say, I think Gal Gadot is great in this role. Yeah. She's she's so fluid. Um, mm. She's so effortless with everything. She really seems like somebody who would be the best of us. Yeah. Uh, she's kind. She's considerate. She's intelligent. She's cautious, but not cynical. Um, it really, it really, and, and I, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to get it with this comment. I know I am. Uh, here we go. Here we go. But it reminds me of Christopher Reeve's Superman. Ooh. In that, like, she really embodies what this character is supposed to be. Uh-huh. And is both the standard by which we can look up to as a role model but also shows that she's vulnerable when she needs to be so that she's mm. not, she's not so perfect that it seems like it's off putting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't, she doesn't ever homelander in any way. <laughs> uh, so, I think uh, to that point, she's given that opportunity, like uh, right where everything's like fucking almost exploding. Right. And she's in, I think they're in DC still, or I forget where they are, but it's, uh, her and Trevor or Steve Trevor, and he's like, you gotta, you gotta renounce your wish. You gotta let me go. That whole scene, that that sequence, I think, like, she was great in that. That both of them were. Mm-hmm. But you you need to have that kind of gravitas. You need to have that character so much to that level of like a Chadwick Boseman or like or like Chris Reeves, to mm-hmm. to kind of you know, to be that effortless and kind of portraying that emotion for that moment. Absolutely, Absolutely. I completely agree. Completely agree. Uh, quick, uh, quick, 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 little bit of trivia. Bit of trivia. It's actually going to be a question to you. Mm-hmm. So Gal Gadot was paid 33 times more to do this film oh. than the first Wonder Woman film. Oh, holy shit, really? Yeah. So my question to you is, how much did she get paid the first film? How much did she get paid this one? You So you're like... This is like uh Don't don't get too concerned about the math. Just give me two two numbers. No, you asked a math question to an English major, man. I, no, you, I, you're doing. 
I'm just trying to give you a ballpark to give you well, then to, to like illustrate to the listeners how big of a chasm it is between the two films. Oh, fuck. I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, was she paid like a no, it could have been that. Again, don't worry about the maths. Just just give me two numbers. Just what do you think the two numbers are? All right. Uh, for the first film, uh, 150000 For the second film, 3.5 mil. Okay. First movie, $300,000. Oh, fuck. Think about how successful that film was. God damn. I mean, that that's right up there with, with uh, Chris Evans' first Captain America. Like, that's that's what that is. Yeah? She got paid $10 million for the second one. Oh, right. I mean, hell yeah. Well, I mean, deservedly so. The thing is, the thing is, if you do the math, that's actually she only got paid about ten dollars per minute of film. (laughs) That's that's kind of dependent on the editor, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a water down her paycheck so hard. Um, uh, all right. That's so where the, the true ne- power lies. The next segment of our review is Bizarro. Look, it am our most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. Look at that dumb motherfucker just flying backwards. <laughs> Which way is he supposed to fly? That's the only way he knows. Yeah, good point. He's, he's got to go backwards. Oh, uh, shit, dude. He hasn't gone to, like, Oslo yet. He hasn't, like, done the whole, like, he's, he's, he's inverted. Fuck, dude. Oh, no. God damn, it's everywhere. <laughs> what if what if the Bizarro Superman is just a prequel to Tenet? Yeah, man, it is now in my head. <laughs> Wait, would it be a prequel or a sequel? Uh, yes. Yeah. Now you're thinking in Tenet. There we go. There we go. So, again, for new listeners, Bizarro is where we talk about something in the film that we didn't like or we felt could have been better, uh, wasn't executed as well as we'd hoped. Again, that can be a particular performance. That can be uh, a setting, direction, script. Same thing as the first category, just inverted. It's the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first this time. Please do. (laughs) I want... I mean, honestly... Narrow down my options. I mean, like, tell me if this is a cop-out, but there's too much going on in this film. There's too much going on, and it's it's so loose. It's so long. No, yeah, that's fine. The film desperately needed more editing. A better editor, a more strict editor, or an editing team. There are so many... um, it's almost when I was watching this film, I kind of thought about how the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League is coming out and it's going to be like a multiple episode thing. And it, it really felt like this film was like almost intended to be one of those things. This is conditioning. This is narrative conditioning. Like I, I almost wonder if like, I mean, it couldn't have been cause it was always meant to be a film, but like, it's just, I could have seen this being a four episode miniseries. Yeah. You know, there, there are multiple beats. It doesn't really follow with three act structure. It kind of does, but not really. It, it, the, 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 the acts have branches coming out of them For real. <laughs> from all the stuff that's going on. 
I mean, even like the intro, you know, you have the, the Themyscira intro, which was cool. I mean, I liked it. It was great. You have the mall intro, which is also cool, but it's like the opposite of Lord of the Rings. It's, it's, (laughs) you're starting the movie over twice. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, what is, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, it's always kind of a tough beat with like, you know, uh, non-diegetic narration kind of coming at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's a thing. You can do it. I mean, Goodfellas, I mean, that was the whole thing. But, um, you know, just having like the Diana just kind of like pre- pre- preface the movie for us is like, yeah, OK, we, we can do that. I forget if they did that on one. They might have. It might be a thing. But um, I mean, Marvel does it. They did it with uh, with Thor, the Dark World. But again, you know, that's this. But but like people don't like that movie that yeah. much. But they do it in Black Panther too, right? The beginning of Black Panther is like that. Iron Man three does it. Sure, but oh, Iron Man three. Once you know the ending, it's great. It makes like it makes sense. It's not. I mean, it's a little more diegetic in a way. But like, but Black Panther does it, so you can yeah. do it. It's possible. But it's weird to do it, and then do this whole sequence, which again was good. I liked it. I'm not mad at it. But then to then do the mall sequence, mm. I just felt like a lot. It always felt like a lot, like too much. It always felt like too much for me. It's like they took the idea of a successful first film and then the you know the disease of more in the sequel is that they just want to do everything bigger and more. And yeah. they just kind of took that literally. Uh, you know, because I don't know if you saw the article, but Patty Jenkins, the the I, I actually got to say the execs at Warner Brothers wanted her to take one of those openings out. Huh. That was the note. They didn't want to do both of those openings, the Themyscira and the mall one. But right. she was like, no, we have to have both of them. Hmm. And that's fine. You can make that choice. But then you have to edit the rest of your film. Yeah. It can't be two hours and 40 minutes long. Like, <laughs> what What do you, like, what is happening? So for me, I again, I know it's a bit vague, kind of a very blanket thing. But for me, my bizarro uh, piece is just just the editing of the film. It's, it's, it's unyielding. It's, it's very sprawling. It's a sprawling blob of a film. No, this is I'm not, I'm not mad at that. That's like for sure. I, I think if anything, unfortunately, you you lose the, the mascara one, right? You, you I mean, you just open with the mall because it's 1984. Right. Sets in the strange uh, like the Stranger Things world. Sure. Yes. And not only that, it's it's very reminiscent of again Christopher Reeve's Superman. Like yeah. it's a lot of wink and nod to that, which is fine. That's great. Wonder Woman is like that's the perfect character to try to do that with. I'm not mad at it, but yeah, I mean, I agree. You got to get rid of the the mascara scene. Uh, real quick, another little trivia bit. Uh, so Lily Aspel um, or Aspel, who played Diana, young Diana, mm-hmm. in the Themyscira scene, she actually performed all the required physical stunt work herself at the age of twelve. Oh, damn. Because when they ultimately used the stunt doubles and compared the stunt double footage to what she was doing, they're like, she's doing it better. We'll just use her. <laughs> that's awesome that's that's amazing yeah again so i want to make this clear you know we we may talk about things that we don't like in this film or in anything that we we review 
but we are happy to acknowledge the really cool shit that is going on with these films as well. Like, even if we didn't really like them, there's always something neat to gleam out of it. Um, what, uh, so for you, Chris, Oh yeah. Um, I'm not really going to mention any like the low hanging fruit stuff, like the nitpicking, like how they get to Egypt and, you know, one kind of like plane, uh, in one tank of gas and all this and all that, all that stuff's kind of easy. Um, uh, I, I'm going, why to... was there a plane with gas at the Smithsonian? Again, a good very, question. Good but let, let's not, let's not. Yeah. People, people have done it. I don't know. To me, I think, um, I was sitting there, I was watching it and, uh, I had not started having a beer yet. <laughs> and, and, uh, the whole plot device of just the wishing stone or whatever. Like, I think that's my bizarro thing. It's like, it, it reminded me immediately of how goofy DC stories can get sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, and you know me, I'm all for the smoke free heat that. Yeah. Just shots fired at me. That's cool. Shots fired! Shots fired! I can take him. You cowards. It's just that DC movies are kind of goofy. Or DC stories can be kind of goofy. It's, you know, magic shit happening. It's like this god from another realm came here. And that's DC. That's their kind of motive, right? But the fucking having the stone and it touches it and your hair blows and, you know, the, the light, whatever. It's just a fucking, really? We're going with this? It's like a super MacGuffin. And I say that with full knowledge that the counter argument is, motherfucker, look at the Infinity Stones. And... Yeah, I, I guess Marvel might get a little bit of a pass because they kind of are always on like the tech and sci-fi kind of edge of the storytelling stuff. Like it's style, and that's their presentation. And then you can kind of pass off the Infinity Stones as that. It, it's whatever. It's a MacGuffin. I, people have also called them out for that. Sure, but I'm just saying it's goofy. It's really goofy. It like is any goofy. Any wish in the world. At least, at least with the Infinity Stones, they broke them up, right? Not only that. that. They put in the groundwork with the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Like, like, like they, they built, built up, up to that. This this monkey's paw thing just comes out of nowhere. Like, it's just... That's what... that My question to you is, I guess, is that like a deep cut from the Wonder Woman lore? I... Okay, now granted, I don't... I do know Wonder Woman. I've read a lot of great... By the way, uh, any, like, George Perez Wonder Woman stuff, if you're looking for on the comic side... Brian Azzarello or or George Perez, Wonder Woman, look for it. Great stories. Tons of great stories in there. There's also a new, and I, I, I apologize, I don't recall who the creators are, but there's a new Wonder Woman standalone book called Wonder Woman Dead Earth mm. that it takes place in an alternate future that is getting really good reviews, and I'm really excited to read it. After I read it, I'll, we'll probably discuss it on the pod. Um, but I'm hearing that's really good. Again, Wonder Woman Dead Earth. I've never heard of this thing, mm. at least not presented in this way. Um, I think it's a I think it's a, c- a convention that was created for this for the movie. Um, and I get it. Look, you're going to set the movie in 1984, uh, 1984. If you look at some of the films that came out in and around that time, I mean, one that's really, really popular right now, Cobra Kai. Born out of the Karate Kid. Karate Kid is a kind of a goofy film. <laughs> like the 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 kind of the way you can enjoy Cobra Kai, and I think what makes it so much fun is that everyone buys into the slight goofiness of it, of like Karate World that this, you know, that this universe lives in, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's totally fine. Weird science, go- fucking goofy film, you know, like <laughs> that's totally cool. Not mad at it. The Goonies, goofy film. Right. Gremlins, yeah. goofy film. Like it's fine. Yeah. So 
I get that, like, if you're doing Wonder Woman 1984, here's your chance to do Goofy. So why not lean into it? I guess that's their, like, that's ultimately what the choice that they made was. And I get how you could make that choice and be okay with it. But ultimately, I think based off what the first Wonder Woman movie was, Mm. that wasn't the direction to go here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's ultimately what made people disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) And I I don't know. It was just, so there were parts of it that were cool. And that might come up in the next couple of uh, segments that we do. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, I, it was, it felt like a sore thumb. It felt like we're, we're trying to do this thing and Barbara is kind of an outcast, even though like Diana has to be nice to her and she's the only one. That's fine. We got character development going on. Um, Maxwell Lord's got something going on with the son. I'm not too sure what that is. Alistair, who the fuck names her kid Alistair? And that that's great. But then the Dreamstone is there. And that's just like, Fucking no rules no more. And just, I don't know. The the tone of it didn't match the movie, right? Like you were saying. it's, it's Because you have actors like uh, Gal Gadot, and like you want to give her as much runway as possible to just, you know, be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Was this the right kind of vehicle for that? Yeah. They, I mean, they really didn't take advantage of it. And not only that, I'll add to it. You have Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking hottest dude on the planet. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just didn't care about his character at all. Right. It was a very Oscar Isaac is apocalypse situation for me, <laughs> which is not what you want. You don't want that. Um, Look, the the movie was fun. I had fun with it. It had a lot of fun and kind of silly moments. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It wasn't like this chore of a film the way Batman versus Superman can be. And it wasn't this, like, complete, like, just trash heap of a thing that was, like, Justice League to me. Mm. Um, you know, and it, it... But it's just, again... Maybe it was trying to be too many things at once. Oh, it was Rise of Skywalker in it. Oh, there you go. No, that feels that's right. That feels right. Yeah. And I feel like if they if Patty Jenkins would have just tightened it up and made it more like Shazam. Yeah. Like Shazam, yeah. but set in the eighties. Fuck, that would have been I, amazing. That has goofy stuff out the wazoo, and that works. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's doing TikTok dances and shit. And that's that's the thing. You have the template there. Like they made that film already. Like, so you know what you can do and what can work. Yeah. But they just it just got away from her. You know, it's like (laughs) bring it back to basketball. It's like, you know, James Harden going out there and he misses his first seven shots. And he's like, I'm going to keep checking. And he ends up at the end of the night with shooting like three of 21. It's like, I mean, did you really (laughs) need to keep shooting? I guess. But, you know, that's kind of oh, where I feel oh, like Chris drafted me. Chris drafted me this year. I got to do this. That's kind of how I feel with Patty Jenkins. Did. I think I think maybe she felt the pressure to to outdo what she did with the first film, which, again, not taking anything away from the first Wonder Woman film. Oh, yeah. No. Great movie. Great, great movie. Easily and arguably the best DCEU film. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's a great film. Patty Jenkins did. She's great. By the way, real quick. Jeff Johns is a co-writer on the film and the script, by the way, for all you nerds out there. They're like, they need more comic book people. Jeff Johns is a god. He's a nerd god. He always knows what he's doing. 
Look, Jeff Johns is a great comic book writer. I love his Green Lantern run. It is one of the best runs on any character in any comic publication of all time. I, I Absolutely. But uh, I don't know how much he had to do with whatever the narrative of this film was. Mm. But look, man, maybe you need to stick to comic books. <laughs> is that a hot take? <laughs> like he's really good at writing comic books. I don't know. Not everyone can translate that skill. It's not the same skill set. That's what I call bars. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> not the same skill set. It's just not. Um, no, 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 I don't know. I mean, you're not I don't wrong. Know whose fault it is? You're totally not wrong. It's serialized, you know, storytelling, right? You get more mm-hmm. chances to tell the story mm-hmm. instead of like being <laughs> instead of sweating it out in final draft for at least ninety pages. Sure. Well, that's the other thing. You know, ultimately, with a really great film, you want to leave the audience wanting more. And the absolute wrong thing to do and what this movie did was left the audiences going, we want to go home. (laughs) We do not want any more. Please stop. We're we're okay. We've been here for like three hours. We're fine. (laughs) Speaking like, of, uh, did you join the popcorn cowboys out there at the cinema, or did you stay? I home did. And- I, it's, I'm glad you asked. So first of all, let me preface this by saying, look, everybody, we're not out of this pandemic by any means. Uh, my dad, I'll let y'all know, my dad tested positive. Was very, very sick for quite a while. I almost uh, had to go to the hospital. Um, he's better now. He, he's he's tested negative. Mm. Um, for those that are concerned. We were at a private event that was a, a private screening, not open to the public, and there was maybe 12 people there. And we were all spaced out. We all had our mask. It was – and look, it was a great way. And, and hey, if they ever fucking get around to releasing Black Widow in mass, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run out of theater, and I'm going to be like, hey, Chris, you want to go see Black Widow again? And he's going to go, yeah, probably. Let me make sure I got my mask and stuff, but yeah, yeah let me get my 3M gas mask on. Uh, but it's we got to you got to stay safe out there. And if you're yeah. having any doubts, just don't go. It's not look. It's on. It's on Max HBO Max. There are other ways to watch it. It's not. I will say I think it does benefit from a big screen. I did see it on the big screen. As you you mm-hmm. said you like those action sequences. You yeah. can imagine how good they were on a big screen. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's all true. But at the same time, this isn't going to, you know, it's I, funny because I saw today that uh, Warner Brothers is pushing the pedal to the for the Oscar nominations for Wonder Woman. I'm like, what? Why? What are you doing? I guess. I mean, no movies came out, so I guess shoot your shot. But like, there's really nothing about this film that is Oscar worthy. Um, so don't feel like you yeah. need to see it no. in the theater. Like, see, see, watch it at home. It's fine. Yeah, that's what um, I did. I sat on my couch. Uh, I guess was it Christmas Day or the twenty sixth? Yeah, we had a very uh, we had a very Zoom Christmas, so I think it might have been Christmas Day. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I had a great time just kind of watching it at my own pace. I had a, a pause a couple times and uh, uh, refill my beer. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean that was that was all right. I felt okay. I mean, I'm used to. I think everybody's used to streaming something at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Got to up that bandwidth. Um, all right, let's go to our next segment, which is, hey, everyone. Hey, 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 hey. hey everyone. <laughs> what are you doing there? What are you doing there, Spidey? Get out of there. Just sneak just... it up on Uncle Aaron like that? You're getting shot. Oh, no. I thought I thought he was sneaking up on Wonder Woman. He was going to take your lasso. <laughs> he 
took he took Cap's shield. So I mean. Oh, oh, would that lead to a fight between Captain Marvel and no, 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 let's not go down that hole. Oh, 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 oh. It's, um, you got something for me, Peter Parker? Nah. <laughs> you say yes, Peter. You say yes. Remember when, when Tony, Tony said, said don't, don't do, do what, what he, he wouldn't would do, do, but don't yeah. do what he would do. But this is one of those times where you would do what he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All right, so this, this segment, segment, everyone, is about a new character, character or a new something, something that, that hasn't, hasn't been seen before within the universe that the film takes place in. So in this case, the DCEU um, is something that has not already been shown in Wonder Woman 1. So, like, for instance, Steve Trevor, mm. we already saw him. Yeah. We didn't see him with a fanny pack, but that doesn't really count. You can't pick him. You have to pick something else. Uh, I went first last time. So, Chris, you want to go first this time? Feel free. <sighs> Yeah, uh, I think it has to be uh, your boy, Young Alistair. This is something that's not been seen yet in these uh, Marvel movies or DCEU movies. Like the family kind of Kramer versus Kramer dynamic thing going on here that I was able to glean. <laughs> Do you want to involve actual real life drama? Maybe. Maybe that's how Fantastic Four Gets off to their start. Maybe they have to deal with a little bit of marital rift between uh, Sue Storm and and uh, Reed Richards. Maybe, maybe the real. If you want to ground your story in real life stuff, I think it's really engaging to do some sort of like modern family type situations. Not the show, but like you know maybe uh, you know weekend dad type of thing. Max Lord definitely looked like he had tickets to the Clippers um, uh, from way back <laughs> before they had Kawhi. Uh, so. I don't know. I think that, to me, for whatever reason, that that was included. That was kind of a, almost a, a very, like, it was the honeydew on, like, the fruit salad that was Wonder Woman 84. But uh, I was like, hey, this is new. We haven't really seen this kind of, like, uh, broken family type of dynamic too much in any superhero movie. Other than, you know, Loki fucking stabbing Thor all the time. I mean, I was going to say, the reason is because most of the time their parents are dead. <laughs> that happens a lot. But, uh... Yeah, I I mean, sure, sure. That I mean, that is something that I think is unique. You're, I think you're right to point it out. I would maybe question how, with the rest of the tone of the film being so goddamn goofy and weird, that's the thing. Like, how much does it really fit? Is it of a piece to this film? It's it's weird for me to pick it on this category because this category always seems fun. Like we pick Babu Frick and shit like that. Yeah, Babu oh. Frick. <laughs> but I think this was so to me. It was like. This is a different movie taking place. This is like, you know, if we, if we really want to focus in on this guy as like a, a dirtbag kind of dude, like a businessman, yeah, we can do that. Um, but we can also do that from the dad point. It's like, I, the thing is, it, it's speaking to somebody in the out there very personally. Sure. <laughs> and I think it's like that kind of narrow casting that, do you want to get that specific in one of these kind of big blockbusters? That's a fucking stance. I mean, you can't. It's a swing. Yeah. It's a swing. And we always talk about how, like, I like when movies take swings. So. Right. Like, it wasn't a guarantee that everybody's going to dig Taika Waititi's kind of skewed sense of humor and stuff and slapstick. Right. But it worked. And enough people did that they thought it was great. So, I mean, it's almost like, almost at that level to me. It's like, this is very real. Do we want to have, a, like, a marriage story version in the one of these superhero universes? I would be down for it. Um. I just don't think that this is ultimately the film where that should have happened. Yeah, no. But, but, but yeah, I think it's an interesting door to open, and maybe they'll explore it better in a better way in a future mm. film. Uh, for me, 
let's see. Um, this man, I, I feel like I feel like people are going to disagree with me real hard on this. You're going to say Cheetah, aren't you? No, no, no. I actually I didn't really like Cheetah. I liked I liked Kristen Wiig's character up until when she turned into Cheetah. Was she kicking the shit out of that guy? I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, prior to Cheetah, when she was, like, as strong as Wonder Woman, but just a human. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was all that's great. I was, like, fucking sh- shoehorning in the I want to be an apex predator oh, yeah. line. Yeah. Like, max cringe. Cringe level over 9,000. <laughs> uh, so I almost went with Kristen Wake. This is going to be a bit of a cop-out. It's not a cop out, but I think people are going to not like this choice. But it's my fucking, it's my choice. Well, hot take coming in. The, it's kind of a twofold, two for thing. The invisible jet. Mm. As stupid as the explanation for her being able to do it, oh, <laughs> is just out of nowhere. Like that power would come in handy in so many other instances, but okay. <laughs> But the fact that they that they made her be in an invisible jet at least once as a nod to yeah. like the comic book and the television show. Yeah. I liked it. I thought that was real cool for them to put it in there. <laughs> and then so that it wouldn't fucking come up again, they made her be able to kind of fly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, good. Now we don't have to worry about the fucking jet anymore. It's a right like, lightning scene. That's the... And that's the, really cool. Like, yeah. her pulling the lightning was neat. Even though, it, like, scientifically, what do you... Like, how, but whatever. But... She's a god, baby. Don't mean... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. And, like... that. So the fact that they, again, brought the plane up, but then also made it like, okay, we don't need the plane. Don't worry about the fucking plane. Mm. Just it was a moment. It was fun. Just let it let it die. Let it be its thing. <laughs> Let's move on. We're moving on, guys. We have a lot more to get to, kind of thing. <laughs> and which is fine. I was like, that's the right choice. Because then the question is like, well, where's her where's her invisible plane later? Why hasn't she got an invisible plane into Batman vs Superman? Is that how she got to Batman and Superman? Where's the invisible plane in Justice League? Like, I don't I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear it. So so yeah so that that whole thing that was my favorite new thing <laughs> all right oh, all right the tv the, show the, uh, nods, yeah. though a story oh yeah 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 linda carter at the uh by the way if y'all have already watched it but don't know what we're talking about gotta stay for those credits man make sure you gotta you watch at least the mid credits on this we're about to spoil it so if you have not for whatever season just i mean stop and go watch it <laughs> linda carter like in there they fit her well they they gave you a little wink like a little hint at a character earlier in the film yep and then they pay it off good <laughs> congratulations you don't have to make it difficult it was nice good that's how you do it yeah well done more of that more yeah I mean, more don't of, over more being confident in your storytelling there you go there you go there it is that's exactly uh what we want. Oh, speaking of Cheetah, real quick, because you did you did bring her up a minute ago. Uh, one more quick trivia thing about this film: the role of Cheetah was first offered to Emma Stone. Ooh, yeah, Gwen Stacy herself. 
Sir, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Yeah. Possible Spider-Gwen. Coming up. Coming up. <laughs> um, Emma Stone. So let me ask you this, Chris. Kristen, yeah. I thought Kristen Wiig did a great job, first of all. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, she was put in the stupid fucking role of, like, like awkward person. Almost becomes a villain. Like, oh, my God. That trope <laughs> is just, what is that? Can we stop <laughs> it with that trope? But she did great. I thought she did a great job. Um, Emma Stone, though, different look. Who would you have preferred, ultimately, if you could have had Emma Stone? Would you have gone with Emma Stone? Man. Uh, who, who pairs well as a foil for, for Gal Gadot? Man. Uh, Emma Stone's all right. I think she might lose a little bit in the height department to, to Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, maybe. Man, that, that's a hard one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, God, all that's coming up right now is like the young set, kind of like the Florence Pugh's and like the Saoirse Ronan's. But like, yeah, uh, Jessica Chastain would have done well, I thought. Right. Hey, what, what about Queen's Gambit? Yeah, <laughs> Queen's Gambit. <laughs> she would have moved Pond to Rook 7 or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that even that's probably not a move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's. I mean, she can do anything, right? She would have walked right up to Gal Gadot and stared her in the eyes for about five seconds, and she would have said, "Check in seven moves," and that would have been it. That would yeah. have been it. Uh, ultimately, Kristen Wiig was Patty Jenkinson's first choice. So, mm. I mean, I thought again, I thought Kristen Wiig did just fine. Um, like you're saying, like the. Not, not Anakin when he's kind of Darth Vader, but not in the suit kind of Darth Vader when he's kind of like you know just killing the, the young Padawan. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of Anakin, or her her that kind of Cheetah, that was great. Just being the shit out of guys in the dark. Yeah. All right, let's move to the last segment of our review, and that is what if. Let me look at him. He's having a great time. Riding around in that helicopter. <laughs> what if another sign that they're stealing thing? Oh no, it's not, they're not stealing from us. That's that's their own property. <laughs> With the Thanos copter? No, no, the, the what if as a series. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that too, though. Um, yeah, man. So, all right, uh, you want to go first this time? Yeah, I can go first. I kind of have a man. You know how video game movies aren't really that great? Yeah, I, I just think... saw I just saw one the other day. Yeah, which one? Monster Hunter. Oh fuck, dude! That must have been rough. Uh, it, you know, honestly, it was it was kind of fun. Did I mean, it's little, exactly what you think it is. Little cat sidekick. It yeah, that little cat sidekick does show up. Fucking that actually was one dude. of the best parts of the film. <laughs> I know like two things about Monster Hunter. <laughs> that's yeah. one of them. <laughs> no, yeah, that's. That actually happened, though. It's great. That part's really great. <laughs> Real quick sidetrack. I saw Guns Akimbo the other day, too. Oh, boy. Talk about movies that should be video games. Holy shit. I know, right? <laughs> that was so fucking crazy. That movie's Any... fucking bonkers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> my, my point is, um, I think that this movie could have used a little bit of one or two franchises. It could have used a little bit more maybe Assassin's Creed. 
Or it could use a little bit more Tomb Raider. So okay. the Dreamstone, when she finds it, like she finds the remnants of it, right? They go to Maxim Lord's office or whatever the fuck, his mm-hmm. like entire floor of a building that he somehow owns. And uh, she finds that, that circlet, that ring or whatever, and it has like the language of the gods on the inside. And me, being who I am, it's like, oh, shit, fucking runes and shit. Yes, more of this. Like, have the past interact with the future and it'd be bad. And if you gave me that, if you gave me that as a full movie, if Diana is, Diana Prince going around the world collecting things, collecting things that she knows are, for th- are from Themyscira, kind of borrowing a little bit from Black Panther, you know, kind of reclaiming the stuff that was theirs that's now made its mm-hmm. way onto the world somehow. You got to keep the secret, right? You got to keep playing mm-hmm. close to the chest. So she's out there. She's kind of raiding these tombs, maybe, if you will. And that's kind of like how she finds a dreamstone, or that's how it comes to in somebody to be in somebody's possession where it gets misused. Like that—that's the Astoria. She found that armor somewhere, right? Like in mm-hmm. Thermopylae or whatever the hell it was, kind of like you know, uh, supposed to be placed. But it, give me something like that. Give me, give me some shit where it's like you can just watch her in her element, being as badass as she can, as she wants to be. Doing something like kind of like reclaiming the culture a little bit, kind of like giving her a little bit more, I don't know, motivation. She knows what this thing is now because she's been collecting different parts there, just like right. it, just dangerous. Right, and it's and, and more connection to it, lore, because it's her history, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. I again, and I think when you have that as your narrative, you can also have a much tighter film. For sure. Um, for me, I'm gonna say. What if what if this movie only had one villain? Oh, you think there's a, an electro going on here? You think there's a what? Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of Spider-Man 3, yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. like the Batman later Batman films. What if they had just picked Maxwell Lord or just Cheetah? Yeah. To focus on as a villain in the film because I think if you if you do that you can make the connection between Wonder Woman or Diana to either character stronger. Right. You you definitely can shorten the film up, which it desperately needs. Mm-hmm. And that also leaves the other character, whichever one you leave behind, for a future film that you can use in some other capacity. Yeah. You know, I... I think I really do feel like at the end of the day, the biggest problem with this film is that it wanted to be so much bigger and bolder and better than the first one that it just, it just, it kind of lost it. It kind of lost the rope. Ah, uh, like she did. Yeah. Like she did. That's exactly right. She had to renounce her wish. <laughs> we should, we need to renounce our wish to see Wonder Woman 1984. I think. <laughs> If we had just renounced it, maybe the film would have been shorter and better. That's a um, man. That's a thing now, though, right? It's like uh, that's why Rise of Skywalker was that big of a shit pile. It's like you're you have to you're so worried about dragging the baggage of the franchise along with you that you can't mm-hmm. set out to make something that's tight, something that's good, a story that you want to tell. Was this really what you wanted to tell? Because it might need a second pass. Yeah, I, I do have trouble. I mean, ultimately, Patty Jenkins has moved on already. Like, she's going to be doing that uh, Rogue Squadron thing. Yeah. But I I have trouble thinking that the person... Like, this is something I told uh, Lib, you know, after we saw it. I go, if you had told me 
that these were two different directors that did the first Wonder Woman in this film. Yeah. I absolutely wouldn't have questioned that at all. Like 0% of me would have questioned it. Mm. I, I just can't imagine that this film was ultimately Patty Jenkins's vision for the film. I think there were notes. I think studio got involved. I don't know. You know, I don't know what happened with the editing, but I the first film is such is such a well told narrative. I cannot. I just can't imagine. Right, the no man's the, land scene. Yeah, so I think we're really going to be able to know once Rogue Squadron comes out, like which one was the outlier? Was it Wonder Woman or Wonder Woman eighty four? Yeah, that's a good point. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna be able to tell. Any final thoughts on Wonder Woman eighty four before we move on? Uh. uh... I, I don't man I I probably wish for Porsche too like all those other interns. <laughs> I I do think that Warner Brothers rate made the right move. Honestly, the longer that this movie was taking to come out, it was the the expectation of what it was going to be was getting out of hand. Yeah. People thought even though like no one was working on the film, like it already had been done and in the can oh, that's, forever. Oh, that's a question I have for you. Had they? Like it seemed like uh, since I knew it was going to come around around Christmas now that I got delayed. That last scene, I think, yeah. was added in. Yeah. Okay. The last scene was added in, I believe. I looked into that, and it, it seemed I didn't go, I didn't see a straight confirmation on it, but I did see a trivia where like that's actually like Gal Gadot's family and oh shit, um, I think Patty Jenkinson's family that are in that scene. All right. So I think they did kind of do that as like a like a little thing to add. Um, but um, beyond beyond that, there wasn't really anything. It's not like all of this extra time was needed to do anything to the film. Right. Or that they were going to do the film. So, but I feel like a lot of people in a lot of people's minds, because it had been so long that that people thought they were still just working on it and that it was just going to be this amazing monumental once in a generation superhero film and it's yeah. just it's just a superhero film like it's a superhero film that i think needs some editing and it's okay um but it's not reinventing the wheel or anything right but the more that people were waiting their expectations were just growing and growing and growing and they were they were out of balance with what the film could actually ever be yeah it's a fun escape because of a pandemic and quarantine sure but yeah it's all right yeah am i mad that i saw it no not at all right same here but but like you know there's a lot of stuff that they could have taken out there's you know i don't know what stuff they didn't put in that they had maybe i don't i just i don't know it almost felt like you could make two separate movies with that film yeah just two totally separate movies um but yeah that's so. Those are our thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. We, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I wasn't mad that I saw it or anything. I thought it was enjoyable. It was a little long. Um, I just think based off the expectation of how great the first film was, that's ultimately what hurt it the most. It's very much like The Matrix, right? The second Matrix yeah. film was not nearly as good as the first one, and, and it made be. it worse by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go on to something that's a sequel that did live up, did live up to the expectation. 
I'm, of course, talking about The Mandalorian. Mando! Mando! I don't have a sound drop for this one. That's you have a second season, Mando. They all hate you. <laughs> they hate you because you're successful, Mando. So uh, successful, <laughs> Mando. You don't use green screen, Mando. Mando, can you please tell Gina Corral to stop tweeting, Mando? Um, Mandalorian season two, man. Just, I don't have it in front of me. Do you remember what you what you messaged me after you saw the oh, finale? Oh yeah, I mean, I can try to pull it up here. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, while you're looking for it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So again, anyone that hasn't seen season two of Mandalorian all the way through, there are going to be spoilers. We're going to just touch on things that we really enjoyed about it. Maybe some things that we didn't. And maybe where we're seeing, where we hope to see in a possible third season or whatever comes next. And we'll get into that as well. Uh, um, you found it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, had, I I didn't see it like immediately when it was released. I think I might have waited till like Friday evening Yeah. Uh, to see it. And, uh, and you were just like, man, it's just, I, I can't, I can't say anything too much. I'm not going to hype it up too much. Just watch it. And uh, I think my tweet to you is, uh, what the fuck? Next week. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Next week. They don't miss. Next week. Fabs has the cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you laughed and all, you all cut up and I responded with the gif of uh, Luke Skywalker being a creep and drinking that milk. Oh, yeah. He loves drinking that blue milk. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Holy shit, dude. Did not see any of that coming. You didn't see that coming? No, I would have caught a bullet in in uh, uh, Sokovia. That's what's falling down. Yeah. So let's see. What do we got in this? We got we got Boba Fett, Babu Frick, Babu Bob Babu Frick, Babu Frick. No, 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 Babu Frick. Boba Fett. We got Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Fennec. And we back. have what was that? Fennec coming back. Fennec, yeah, Fennec. We got fucking Bill, Bill Burr is back. Star Wars. Star Wars himself. My favorite meme, I think, is is that somebody said, Bill Burr being in Star Wars uh, means that there's a space Boston somewhere. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, no greater place of uh, villainy, of scum and villainy than... Yeah. Space Boston. It's it's got to be Dantooine, right? Because Leia kind of gave that up real quick. Yeah, like she's like, like you know what? what? It's fine. <laughs> you want to wipe that off the map? It's fine. <laughs> Bill Burr. So Bill Burr. And then the legend, the goat, Luke Skywalker. That's not the force theme at all. <laughs> I should really put that on Soundy. I mean, I think I, people know. Yeah. I. Oh shit! I could have done this one. No! The very first life Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker took was Padme's. Oh wow. Oh, I saw I saw a cute meme the other day that was like, 
one of the last things that Obi-Wan saw before he died was the Skywalker twins together again. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Huh. We all could use that. Uh, yeah, man. Luke Skywalker shows up. And here's the thing. You and I, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Story is king. Mm-hmm. Story is king. They did a pretty good job with the CGI with the with uh, Luke. With the deep fake or whatever. But it wasn't perfect. Yeah. It really wasn't. Didn't open his mouth too much. They kind of rushed it. Uh, they kind of put it in at the end. They weren't intending to originally, so they had less time to do it. Mm. Here's the thing. Story is king. When you're telling a good story, people will forgive that shit. Yeah. Because here's the thing. We all know everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. The special effects weren't the best. They weren't the best in the show. They weren't the best of what we can do nowadays with that technology. But nobody cared. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> story is king. When you're serving the characters and the narrative, it doesn't matter. And, I mean, Favs, man, just master fucking class. Yeah. Just master, Favs and Filoni, master class. From swingers to fucking having Luke Skywalker show up in your own series? Swinging that Got sword. You know what I mean? Like... Is there a more appropriate film for John Favs than Swingers? Because the man just swings hard <laughs> and is hitting dingers every fucking time. Double down. You got to double down. You always got to double down. He always doubles down. He always wins. <laughs> I heard that, that that series that Donny Cates wrote about Thanos, Thanos wins, was actually based off of John Favreau's life. <laughs> it was called Favs Wins. <laughs> I'm mad at it. Um, okay. Well, look, we could sing Mando season praises, season two praises all all day, all pause. This pause is already getting kind of long. I'll just ask you this. Yeah. Out of so many different things to pick from, what is the thing, and including the 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 Boba Fett uh, book of Boba Fett thing at the end that they tease? Oh yeah. What is the thing that you were just like, yes, 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 like. Oh, I didn't even know I needed this, and this is so good, and I'm so glad this exists. Oh, man. What is, like, it doesn't have to be maybe the absolute that thing for you, but what's one of the first things that comes to mind? Um, ah, yeah, it, it wasn't this, and I don't think, I didn't think it was going to be, but the fucking dark sca- Darksaber, and, like, fucking Mando now having possession of it, winning it through combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the look on Bo-Katan's face is like, ah, fuck, I gotta deal with this guy now. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that just that, that, that fucking, he doesn't want it and shit. And he, yet, yeah. he might be a pretty good leader if, if, if put to the test. That, man, the possibilities. It, it's a real it, Jon Snow situation. Yeah, yeah, it has me wanting to go grab a novel or something. It has me wanting to go, like, watch Rebels and shit. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's Quicksilver's all over this yeah. one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's great. I think what it portends to, like, what the future could be is amazing mm. i i love the dragon ball z energy <laughs> of it because like you have these kind of uneasy allies yeah right 
but now the great threat is gone. So now what? Mm. Do they go back to fighting? Do they do they need to fight? Like, I love all of that. Um, are we done with Baby Yoda, Grogu? Yeah, man. How are they gonna split the time? Because you gotta I don't, have like, Yodes in it, right? Because here's the thing. I, they did this. Uh, it was like the second to last episode, I think, on the Mandalorian season two. There's no Grogu in it at all. Yep. That was purposeful. They did that shit on purpose. Yep. They're like, look, we can still do this show without Baby Yoda. It still fucking rocks. And they're right. It did still rock. It was great. But that was just one episode. Bill Burr going PTSD on his former superior officer. Yeah. Like, do you do you want a chance a whole season of The Mandalorian with no baby outs? I mean, you know me. I like to get weird. <laughs> you don't want to see him eat some more macarons? Like, no? Okay. <laughs> no, it's um, kind of cute. I threw up on himself. Real, real, uh, real baby Groot energy right yeah. there. Too, yeah. Wait a minute. They're just stealing from themselves Wait at this point. Uh It's. I'm really curious. I'm really curious as to what's going to play out. Because then also you got you also got the Boba Fett thing, right? So, you know, I, we have so much to look forward to. Um, but hell, man, that's how you fucking write. By the way, Benny Hoff and Weiss, you ass dicks. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you fucking end a season, man. They could just end the show, and that's like amazing. The 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 tear from from. Oh yeah. Mando, like, look, it's not going to end there, but they could. Yeah, they could. They could if they wanted. They're not going to. They like money. Yeah. Um, but that's how you fucking do it, you idiots. <laughs> this is the, this is like fucking Splash Brothers uh, Warriors over here. They don't miss. Yeah. I'm real excited. Not only that, I'm real excited where Filoni and Favs are going to take the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. If they're like the, the, the executive, the EPs on a bunch of shit, and you bring in people like Taika Waititi, maybe you bring in a Ryan Coogler at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe you bring in a, like a Darren Aronofsky. All right. I don't know. Let's get weird. Yeah. You bring in, you bring in a fucking uh, um, uh, Edgar Wright. Okay. Yeah. Like let's what can we do here? Let's well, see yeah, it. Yeah, what are the teams doing in in Star Wars? I, I want Scott go. Pilgrim, but in Star Wars. Yeah, do it like in the uh, like a uh, like a like a like a re- like a well, I guess they're not the rebels, but like they're they're academy. Mm. Like do an academy show. Wait, do we need do we need to hit the. Do we need to hit the TM button right now to... Oh, my God, TM. What are you doing, man? Copyright, copyright, trademark. Harry Potter, but it's Star Wars? Copyright, copyright, trademark. That that one that one's probably already taken. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> anyway. Where do you think season three goes? Do you think they split? Do you think they split time? Do you think we see Grogu at any point? Do you think they just kind of put him off to the side for a bit? Obviously, it looks like the Boca Raton thing. Boca Raton. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Boca not Boca Raton. <laughs> oh, Boca Raton. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a timeshare. <laughs> there you go. Happen. There you go. 
Yeah, baby. Now I just want a shirt of of, of Bo Katan's face, but it says Boca Raton. My fucking god! Oh, put that underdog. Underdog. Put it on a t-shirt. t-shirt. Ah. Oh my god. I, I, I think I, I thought I heard him. Okay. What do you, what do you uh, what do you what do you think? Where do you think it goes? Uh, man, I hope it goes to like just like like what I what I really want to happen is for like Mandalorian stuff to be like um the outer rim. They always keep talking about the outer rim, right? Fucking explore that more. Like, have mm. weird shit going on. It's like this is the this is the space in the outer rim. It's like the wild wild west, right? And you can have your western shows there, but like the you know the more core worlds, that's gonna be like your you know SVUs. That's that's like your the Rangers or whatever the fuck of the Republic, whatever. You, you know, mm-hmm. have like have that kind of mode, right? Have different shows like be like oh this is gonna be like the the shine and gloss of the new republic or this is gonna be like the grit of the kind of frontier lifestyle of the outer outer rim that'd be kind of cool right yeah i i agree um do you think that's where this show is gonna go i mean do you with 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 um i think it's gonna go is they're gonna do some a lot of mandalore stuff and that's fine with me like i said Mm -hmm. they're gonna like go lore style and just kind of like expand that world that very specific world that was mm-hmm. born of just a bounty hunter <laughs> in the first trilogy, then yeah, do that. I, I'm you and me. I'm I'm a sucker for world building. You love world building, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't just, Minecraft. You're, you're like a Lego, Lego master. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I think um, what about, I think the Dark Sabers are going to play a big role in season three. That's all I'm saying. How say. hard QAnon do you think a Cara Dune goes? Oh, um, well, okay. I'll answer your question with a question. Uh-oh. Does she go far enough to where she ends up getting kicked off the show? <laughs> I think I saw something that said uh, Fabs might have st- came, kind of came in because the execs were eyeing her. Like, oh, she said something again. Um, so Fabs might, for whatever reason right now, I guess, um, be kind of like throwing up the reflector shield for her. I don't know. Uh yeah, I, I mean she she's fine in the role, you know, but yeah, it you got it, <laughs> like uh, a, yeah, that, man, that's a real easy write off. Navarro's still still a wild place. She could get gunned down, so you know, I don't know, secure the bag. <laughs> right. We're, we're left. We're definitely looking forward to season three. We're looking forward to the book of Boba Fett, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Oh yeah. There's a lot of variance in that, right? Like that can make either mean it's going to be really great or it's going to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real I don't know thing. <laughs> Talk about wacky for the for the sake of being wacky. Yeah, it's a lot to see, but I, I have I have high hopes. I gotta have you know high hopes yeah. for the for the hunter. Gotta have high hopes for the hunter. Huh? Are, are we having a? Uh, 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 a panic. Do you feel Let's disoriented? Go. Are you having a, a one division right now? Oh, you know, I think I might have been. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't blame you because we're just a couple of days away from the premiere of One Division on Disney Plus. Oh no! Oh I... no! <laughs> <laughs> We're getting uh, treats. They already said that they're going to release the first two episodes. Okay. 
which I am super psyched about. But here's the thing. I know there's not that many episodes. Mm. So all that means is like there's not going to be that much more to watch after the first two episodes. So I don't know. I wouldn't have minded if they just released the one. Um, yeah. Do you know how much that's slated for? Is it like eight or ten? Uh, I don't know. I want to say six. It's three. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> oh, we can have a Google off here. Let's see here. Where's my music? Uh, high cash? No, not that one. Hey, look. No, not that one. Fuck. Oh, I got rid of it. All right. Here, here it is. Nine. What? Nine episodes. What's up? Nine episodes. Okay. One more than Mando? All right. That's a length. It's a very digestible length. By the way, just we should probably talk this off air, but I'm going to TM, TM. Uh huh. Should we make a competing show to Cobra Kai called Kumite? Oh. <laughs> oh, and how Mortal Kombat do we rip it off? Like, do we... Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, oh man. Just yeah, see? Support. You see the dollar Every signs, right? Okay. a different group. Yeah. TM, TM. TM, TM. I think we're almost greenlit. I mean, right now, yeah, probably. We just have to walk in the door. <laughs> just be like, guys, we have, it's like, it's like, I mean, the, literally the pitch is, guys, it's Cooper, it's, Co- it's Cobra Kai, but it's Kumite. That's it. That's it. They're like, here, here's a million dollars. Get out of our office. Fucking go start filming. Go. Why aren't you writing right now? What are you doing? <laughs> um, WandaVision, it looks amazing. There's been a bunch of trailers, uh, little short things that are uh, kind of prepping everyone for the show uh, really leaning into the alter reality altering powers mm. of Wanda and their life uh, her life with the vision um, we know from the cast that uh, two MCU alums Jimmy Wu played by Randall Park who was in Ant-Man the Ant-Man and the Wasp and we talked about it last time. Darcy Lewis. Hey, meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Um, what is her name? I can't think of her name right now. Oh, my God. What is that? Kate Kat Dennings um, <laughs> as Darcy Lewis. I'm really happy that she's back. She's great. So how do they play into this? Mm. I don't know. It's. I mean, we, there's a real X-Files kind of feel to the, to the yeah. stuff that they've shown. Yeah. Do you think? Do you agree with that? I would. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I, I suppose so. Huh? Like in the sense of uh, just weird shit, kind of like subtly going on in the background, or like. Yeah, yeah, and like maybe a government agency being involved somehow. Maybe some sort of weird through line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the last trailer. I don't know. Is it? Am I losing my mind, or had they always had like babies? As I thought, I saw Wanda and Vision kind of both holding one kid each. Maybe, uh, I mean, that's the thing. In the comic, uh, for those that don't know, there's a, there's a story arc where Wanda has a set of twins, mm. but 
but it's later, much later revealed that those twins are actually physical manifestations of her powers. <laughs> she like made them into existence, but also them existing is like cracking her like mental state. So it's a problem. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going to do with the show. Uh, I don't know if the kids come and go. Maybe, mm. maybe sometimes they're there. Maybe sometimes they're not. I'm really hyped for this one. I know I had talked to uh, a daddy boy, OG Ig, mm. and of all of the the stuff that's been, you know, announced and that's coming up, he was really I think the most excited about Wandavision, and uh, what it could mean for future things in the MCU. Yeah, but we will definitely be keeping tabs on it, and we'll do some sort of uh, review or at least touch on episodes as they come out. And uh, and we do episodes here for the podcast. So just be on the lookout. Hope everybody enjoys it. It's, of course, on Disney Plus if you're looking to check it out. All right, man. Here it is. I don't even know. what The 2020, I guess. Oh, man. Uh, can we just, uh, together, can we just agree that this is our stance to 2020? Hey, fuck you, man. Yeah. Nothing good came out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only good thing to come out of 2020 was the the Power Rangers guy, the oh, narration. Oh, shit, yes. Like, hands, Merry Christmas. You're getting hands for Christmas? <laughs> Look at him. He cleared, the, he cleared the Zord in one jump. Cleared the Zord in one jump on site. Look, Look he, I, he wound up. <laughs> <laughs> How you get thrown out in your own whip? Like, just, just an all-time great he, thing. Hands. Look at this disrespectful combo. What kind of combo is it? <laughs> it's disrespectful. It's, uh, it's disrespectful combo. Um, so because 2020 was so shitty and dumb and stupid. Yeah. Uh, and even when we finally got a comic book movie that was released to everyone, I guess other than Bloodshot. Hey, shout out. They'll have not seen it. I saw it theaters before lockdown. There you go. Uh, that's that's, that's the, the answer, answer to a trivia question. question. That nobody wanted. <laughs> um, we got Wonder Woman 84, which is a mixed bag. I think is putting it kindly. Mm. So we decided in, in lieu of our normal, fully structured, like throw out the survey to a bunch of industry insiders that we would normally do. Have them all vote. We do the tallies. We unveil the winners live on air. We don't even know who the winners are until we do it, you know, in the episode kind of thing. Mm. We're going to try something different. We have not planned this in any way other than what we have each have done. Yeah. Chris, do you want to explain how this is going to work for everybody? Right. So uh, this is like the open-ended quiz of your nightmares. Uh, we're taking our entire show, our raison d'etre, and kind of like Ooh. grilling each other and kind of giving each other the opportunity to answer five questions apiece. I have five questions for Freddie. He's going to be able to answer them with what he thinks would win this category. Uh, for example, mm -hmm. I say lamest uh, Avenger, and Freddie would say... Hawkeye. Oh, easy one. Swish. Bottom of the net. That's so easy. It's going to work that way. I have five questions. Freddie has five questions. We're going to... Do you want to switch off? Do you want to do them all at once? Uh, we can switch off. I think switching off will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you want to go first or 
Man. <laughs> oh, man. Do I need to put pillows around me? Do I need to be wary of any armless tiger men? At all times. What are you talking about? Constant yeah. vigilance. Um, yeah, I have better health insurance this time. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start off just to set the tone. Uh, since this is my demon brainchild, uh, I think I should kind of bear the brunt of how well or bad this goes to begin with. Okay. All right, sir. Okay. Your first question is... Which DC character enjoys a good ground pound? Wait, wait, no, wait. So are these trivia questions, or are they categories? This is the category. Out of all the DC characters that exist, which one enjoys a good ground pound maybe the most? Uh, wait, so do you, do you have, have an, answer? an answer? I have an answer in my head. Um, oh, oh really? Yeah, that's not how I. That's not how I did this at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Oh, this is perfect. This is great. <laughs> so I just did different categories that would where you could award a winner yeah. to something. Yeah, yeah. That's just, okay. Based on so, things that happened in 2020, out, but I don't have an actual. I'll take answer. out the interrogative uh, nature of this. Uh, maybe DC character that enjoys a good ground pound. Okay. Um, DC character that enjoys a good ground pound. Oh, Batwoman. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Would you like to explain yourself? I don't know. Like Ruby Rose. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, she okay. just, um, she, uh. Are, are, we going, are we going with the Ruby Rose that had no lines in Jawing 2 because she really can't act? Or maybe. <laughs> I, I just, um, you know, she has. Uh, certain predilections mm. in her life and uh, uh, maybe she was trying to translate them onto the small screen in Batwoman and uh, maybe that rubbed some people the wrong way. Okay. Alright. <laughs> what, what did she <laughs> what did you have in mind? <laughs> oh, uh, it, it's gotta be Constantine. Uh, Constantine's seen everything and he just wants he just wants to feel something. Uh, oh, okay. Um uh, are you referencing the uh, the animated uh, DC film that came out last year? Very much so. Okay. Okay. Good answer. No, that's a good answer. I kind of forgot that that happened, <laughs> that that was a thing that... How could existed. you forget Starfire being fucking ripped in half or whatever the fuck? Oh, Jesus, yeah. man. Yeah. Good grief. And Batgirl. She just... I think they bite her head off or something. Oh, my it's God. Bad. So much. Bad. Um, all right. For your first category... What do you got? What do you got? What is, for you, in 2020, uh -huh. the best use of a power, ability, or weapon? Oh, man, shit. Uh... Wait, wait, you didn't give me the, uh, you didn't give me the, the, the thing. The oh, fuck. Best use of a power, ability, or weapon in 2020. Uh... Hmm... Uh... No, that's kind of a cop-out. That's a cop-out. It's uh, Batman's detective skills to Google a place that'll deliver liquor? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that works. He needs to get liquor. He needs to get as much, like, bourbon, either Buffalo Trace, shout-out, or Larceny, shout-out, uh, to the Wayne Manor as inconspicuously as, inconspicuously as possible. He doesn't, want, he doesn't want even Albert, or Alfred, <laughs> Albert, fucking hell. 
<laughs> he doesn't want Alfred knowing he's drinking that much these days, uh, in lockdown especially. So uh, yeah, detective skills I think always number one. Um, could use them a lot, a lot now too. Uh, a lot of uh, images to go through on the web, maybe. Um, yeah. To right a lot of wrongs in real time. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's always the most intriguing part of Batman. It's always the detectives. I, I like it when Ra's al Ghul, at least in the animated show, calls him detective a lot. Yeah, that's a good answer. Also would have accepted uh, Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman 1984's use of her lasso mm. uh, once Steve Trevor came back. Wink. All right, man. What's yeah. your second uh, second one? Oh shit, dude! All right, your next category: Avenger that was the most alone during Christmas. Avenger that was most alone during Christmas. Twenty twenty, Christmas twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. As Christmas we all were, who shared our pain, who suffered the most, like as we did. Uh, yeah. The most alone. Uh, um. Solid choices in this category, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good choices. Um Man, you know, I was gonna say Wanda, mm -hmm. but with WandaVision coming out, I mean clearly Vision's right there. Seems like some she's version of she's fine, so so no. Um you know what? I'm gonna give it to Buck. Oh. I'm gonna give it to Bucky. He loses his best friend uh -huh. to old age. <laughs> and after going through so much shit with Steve, who gets the shield? Oh, damn. Yeah. On your left gets the fucking shield. Ooh. Like right, what? Bucky's the Fredo? He was passed over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, we all know Bucky's got a bunch of, like, brooding, stewing anger in him. <laughs> that shit was triggered hard this holiday season. Yeah, yeah. I, he could crush a uh, 24-pack of Natty Light. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, he's getting the 36-pack. <laughs> he found it. He had to look for it, but he found it. <laughs> well, fair play. I don't like it. Uh, I mean, I don't okay. hate it. I like it. Did you uh, did you have a, an answer? Uh, yeah, it was gonna be Nat. It was gonna be uh, uh, Endgame Nat, kind of just stuck in the Soul Stone. Oh yeah, I actually almost said her. I had thought about that too, and when I thought about it, I literally thought about her being dead on the ground. Like that's the first <laughs> image, and it made me real sad. <laughs> so I just was like, no, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go a different way with this. All right, yours is the best uh, surprise. Wait, wait, wait. Mine, mine was oh. mine was what? There we go. The best surprise of 2020. Oh, dude. Uh, In terms of our show, oh. like comic characters. Oh, of the show. Oh, shit. No, no, not of our show, but like of things that we would cover on our show. No, fuck that. Armas Tiger Man physically <laughs> assaulting you. <Okay. laughs> I mean, that's pretty wild. <laughs> People say these characters are fictional. I beg to differ. <laughs> We have the proof. real damage, have like the real KO damage is getting thrown out here. I just, man, like I, I keep whenever I listen back to it, dude, it's like I feel so bad because it didn't sound that bad live. Like, with I mean, off. good, 
Yeah. I, I guess good. I, I don't know. I don't know. Man. It, it, it's harsh. <laughs> Shout out to you, though. Fucking champion. Just finishing through. Yeah. Much like the NBA season. Again, just <laughs> how many brain cells are, uh, did I lose? Doesn't matter. I'm keeping going. <laughs> keeping going. Postpone. Postpone those games. If anything were to go viral from us, it would be that. Oh, absolutely. I am disappointed that we, that was not on film. Disappointed! Very much so. Ugh. All right, what's what's my third one? Okay, uh, this one, number three for Freddy, is... Bob Chapik's Biggest Marvel Fear. The new Bob in, in Disney's CEO chair. Right. Right. Marvel, Golden Goose. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I guess a realistic answer is that Black Widow f- faces the same fate that Wonder Woman did, that Uh-oh. because yeah. you've delayed it so much that it lessens the film somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think that's going to be the case. Marvel... Marvel's floor is so high that I just, I really don't think I'll be very surprised if that is the case. Um, I think his real fear is that, um, that, that, um, that Ike Perlmutter finds the nine dragon balls (laughs) and wishes to usurp Kevin Feige and everybody else. What was that? Nine. That's two more than you need. Oh, seven? How many are there? Seven? (laughs) Seven Dragon Balls. Two, just in case. Um, (laughs) Two Namekian Dragon Balls. uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, I I guess his fear would be that that under his leadership or whatever, that that Marvel has their first failure. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I really don't foresee that happening anytime soon. Right. It, uh, it, again, realistically, it'd be like the series, right? Like they're not going to take off like the movies. Yeah. Oof. And if so, so what? So then they don't make them. They just do one year of it and whatever. But yeah. You know, I I don't know. People seem to be really jazzed about Miss Marvel. So I think even if WandaVision and like Winter Soldier Falcon don't do that well, um, I think the buzz behind Miss Marvel is going to lift it all up regardless. Okay. That's just my guess, though. Um, all right. My next one? For your third. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I want a real answer from you right. on this one. All right. No being around the bush. Best action sequence. You've got the boys. Oh, fuck. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Bloodshot, you've got <laughs> Wonder Woman 84, you got Mandalorian season You know two. what it is. You already know what it is, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 right now, this is a plane, right? And my plan is crashing this plane with no survivors. The best action sequence is shouting at that fucking bear thing or whatever the fuck it was in New Mutants. <laughs> oh, no. That's how you want my your most superpower team. to manifest. My most loathed of all tropes. <laughs> Shouting at a thing by a child, adolescent <laughs> person. God, I hate it. 
I hate it so much. It's a real metaphor of her coming into her own. If I were a, a, a um, what's the term? The, the the people that read the scripts, oh. uh, like in Hollywood, like a script editor? Or no, doctor? Or... No, script doctors are the ones that like help fix it. Like the ones that uh, just read them and then pass them along when they're good. Uh, I I can't think of the term. There's uh, a term for it. Best boy. No, it's not that. But if if I were one of those, any script that had a scene like that in it would immediately go in the garbage. <laughs> I cannot stand that trip. Um, damn it, dude! I wanted a real answer. That's no way. That's your fuck real that, answer. Fuck that. That's my real answer. Moon, moon, whatever the hell her name is, yelling at a bear. <sighs> Oh, my whole body just tense. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. All right, all right. For me, it was obviously Luke Skywalker just hacking down. Come on, man. Yeah, of the, course. The, the dark. The better version Raiders of the Rogue One that. sequence. That's why I fucking said it. Uh, wow, you think better? I I thought it was I thought it was equally on par, it, which is perfect. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. They were a yin and a yang of, uh, of each other. You know what? I, I think is... I'm going to give it to Vader, though. I think the Rogue One's a little bit just because he fucking slices a dude while he's hanging in the air. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, I didn't catch that the first time oh. I saw it. The second time, I was like, oh, shit. He's holding him in the air, yeah. and then he, like, slices through him. That's a disrespectful combo. <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah, he first is, like, real kind of, like, almost easygoing with the pairing of the blasters. Yeah, he's just like, bloop, 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 bloop. Fuck you guys. Choke. Yeah. Man. Vicious. Although you got to give it to Luke, he does completely force crush that uh, that one robot. Yeah, man, that was good. That, like that he, was good. He crushed the shit out of that. Like <laughs> Peggy Carter would be like, "Oh, excuse me." No. <laughs> Have you seen that meme? Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Is it when is it? It's like it's like Cap. This one gets me every time. When he comes out of the it's a it's a montage of of pictures of Cap. Uh-huh. And it's Cap choking. It says Cap chokes a robot. And it's Cap putting Ultron in a chokehold, which <laughs> that alone always gets me. <laughs> then it's Cap choke choking. It says Cap chokes his friend. And it's him choking Bucky. Uh-huh. And then it's Cap choking himself. And it's him choking himself <laughs> from Endgame. Yeah. And then the last picture is just the dude with his hands like on his hips standing in like a like an auditorium. It's like a bald guy that has like a like a vest and a flannel jacket, uh-huh. like a like a like a flannel vest and like a shirt on. He's got his hands on his hips, like he's annoyed, and it's but they put Peggy Carter's face over him. <laughs> is the last picture? Because <laughs> she's like, "What the fuck? How come I'm not getting choked? What's <laughs> when's my? You're choking the goddamn robot? What? I mean, uh." Like is that in the Ages of Shield handbook? I don't I don't know. I mean, it's in the it's in a handbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, fourth category. Yeah. All right. Uh, here is your fourth category. Most missed opportunity to use Danny Rand. Like the phrase or the guy? Okay, so the guy, yeah. very clearly, Cobra Kai season three. Oh shit, dude! Oh no, it's that one trope. I'm I'm here to challenge this dojo. 
This dojo's mine now. Where's your where's your sensei? <laughs> he just fucking punches a hole through his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. So, so I mean I is that the only way to make Danny Rand cool? Maybe. Yeah. It, or does he ruin does he ruin Cobra Kai by proxy? Oh oh what if they parry the punch? What if they dodge it? What if they catch? Yeah. Oh shit. What if what if what if LaRusso just like kicks him in the ankle and like knocks him down? <laughs> like Danny goes for the punch but but LaRusso like sweep sweeps his leg out from under him, he just falls. Yeah. <laughs> it's not zero percent. Yeah. He'll turn. Yeah. Uh, Danny Rand, Danny Rand, um, other, but like in a Marvel property, uh, you know, I would like to, uh, honestly, I would, it would be cool to see him, uh, I would like to see him hang out with Daredevil. Hmm. I think that would be cool. I think if they're going to bring Daredevil into Spider-Man, yeah. they could bring Danny Rand. And then they could kill Danny Rand, and then we wouldn't have to deal with Danny Rand anymore. Shit. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Danny Rand would ask a lot of like inappropriate questions, like, "Oh, so yeah, you can't see, like, at all? Like, how many fingers am I holding up?" Then Daredevil would have to kill him. Yeah. Well, I meant that he would die in battle, but that's also no, no, fine. Daredevil. Would totally. Fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. He goes real dexter. All right. Your fourth category is. Best supporting character that showed up in 2020. Oh shit! Uh, no, yeah, it's got to be your boy. It's got to be Murder Hornets. Everybody's focused on Corona. Had the stage for a long time. Murder Hornets, bam, out of nowhere. Uh, they wanted all the smoke. Uh, turns out coronavirus, main star for a reason. Uh, Murder Hornets kind of were quiet. Yeah, yeah. People thought. People thought they're worried. They're worried. <laughs> God damn! It was fuck. At one point this past year, it was just one fucking goddamn thing after another. Um, huh? Wasn't that the same week that like an alligator got loose in Florida or something and was just roaming around? <laughs> like it was got out of a zoo or something. It was just like roaming around and they couldn't get it. Just with that song in the back of his head, interior. Crocodile, alligator, I drive a Chevrolet movie theater. Uh, I don't doubt it. It's Florida. It sounds about right. Uh. <laughs> murder, murder Hornets is good. Murder, oh, fucking uh, The Harbor. David. Yeah. The ship. That's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if, if like, rap ever comes back in a real way, and I mean, like, actual, like... Shout outs? Like hip hop rap. I mean, are, like... we, are we in uh, a shots fired situation right now? Shots fired! Shots fired! But I'm just saying, if a group comes up uh-huh. and they want to call themselves Murder Hornets, okay, maybe. All right, it's very maybe that works. It's a very Wu Tang centric kind of lane there. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, you got to learn from the best. <laughs> All right, what's my fifth category? Oh, your fifth category. Fifth and final. I think I saved the best for last. I did you a solid here. Already made an appearance once today. Best Gwen Stacy death. I mean, 
her head bouncing off the fucking <laughs> the thing on Spider-Man. I don't know. So you just want me to think about that? Is that what yes, you're doing? Man, yes. <laughs> God, what? <laughs> We're not even two weeks into uh, to January. No, you see, I'm only going to burn my half. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> that was seriously the first category I came up with. Of course it was. <laughs> Spider-Man three cannot come soon enough. So she can get the axe again? Wow! I thought you liked. It. No, what? No, what? She's gonna be fine. She's gonna have superpowers. She'll be fine. <laughs> Why would you say that? What do you? What? What do you know? I don't know, man. You don't know anything. I mean, they killed off Black Widow. I mean, they don't seem averse to it. But what what better way to rally all the Spider-Men, right? Right? Kill, kill, kill off Kirsten Dunst, man. No Whoa! Whoa! Jeez. Oh, dude, I'm calling it. Opening scene, Spider-Man 3. Uh-huh. It's in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man universe. Oh. He's much older. Uh, Christian Dunst is there. Uh-huh. He gets attacked at his home. He tries to save her. He fails. She dies. Shit, dude. What the fuck? He's in super remorse. He's like fucking shattered. Oh, no. Deadpool, but not the funny version. Yeah. And uh, and then, then he gets he gets sucked into the other dimension or whatever. And so he's just super mad and upset the whole oh, time. He's, oh, no. He's, he's bullied Parker? He's totally all yeah. dressed in black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TM. That money, son. All right. All right. Yeah, man. I really, it's like almost like I should be writing Spider Man stories or something. Uh, so, uh, your category is. All right. Your category mm. is best villain. For 2020, oh, dude. however you want to take it, oh. unlimited, unlimited options here. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you know. Um, oh, no, yeah, maybe I can do that. Uh, it does play a part in in uh, uh, what was that movie? Bloodlust, not Bloodlust, Bloodborne, not Bloodborne. What was it? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Fuck, dude. <laughs> it kind of played a part in Bloodshot. It played a little bit of a part in. Uh, Maybe one of one eighty four too. Uh, I'm gonna give best uh, best villain in twenty twenty to gaslighting, as everybody now knowing exactly what that feels like, thanks to reality and us being told it's not. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. Fuck. Thank. Wow. That ended on a real. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, remember what I said? Like, I hope this year can bring can bring a little bit, like, you know, maybe just 005 percent of sanity back to the world. Don't look like it. I think I'm kind of mailing that one back. I'm, that one is going right back to Amazon. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I, 2021. They kept the same writers. Uh, it's like a Netflix series. They just renewed it real quick yeah they're like what's the quickest turnaround we can do <laughs> no 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 just see what you did like last we already week. got the first five episodes here you go no just use some of the footage we didn't use <laughs> in season one we just use that use it 
No, we got to pay actors like half as much. They already, they already did it. They don't have to get paid. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, that was it, right? That was five for all yeah, of us, each of us. Five. Okay. Wow. Oof. I, God. Uh, well, listeners, I, 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 Jesus. I normally the powies are full of 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 cheer and joy <laughs> and celebrating this nerd fandom that we are all a part of. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Go watch the Mandalorian season two again. There's Bill Burr's in it. it maybe the only upside feeling away. The only upside is that like maybe the nerd hobby kind of got ahead of us. It, it adapted better than we did for the circumstances, and we have a lot of a lot of good stuff coming out, like WandaVision, like Winter and Falcon, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Winter Falcon. Winter Falcon. Uh, is a snowy bird, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very cold talents. I mean, we we got good stuff. They they got. I mean, fuck. They want the money, right? They got to have the money. This these things are already in the slate, but you know they kind of put a little bit more emphasis on it now. So we got some good stuff coming down. You know what's crazy? So I watched Spider Man Homecoming yesterday, yeah. and it made me think, like, because all the MCU films, I kind of like as often as I've seen all of them, I kind of forget where certain films fall in the timeline. And I was like, when, wait, when does home, when does a far from home fall? Mm. Oh. And then I was like, I'm like, oh, it's the, it has the blip, so it has to be after end game. Mm. And then I was like, well, what comes after that? And then I'm like, what? And I looked it up. Far from home was the last film. That's it. Yep. That's how long it's been. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> Good God, man. What? It's been a minute. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. With that, because uh, I feel like I'm so close to spiraling here, let's go on to the big wheel winner of the week. No. You got a brave love to give you fire. I don't know if you're... If, if... If spirals are right mindset, I'm, we might want to skip this one altogether, but I got some stuff for you if you'd like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, obvious big wheel winner of the week, uh, or of the of recent memory. Uh, all those fucking idiots that tried to storm the Reichstag, I mean, storm the Capitol last week. Um, goddamn. What a fucking moment. It's too real. It's too raw. I don't think we should be covering it that much, but... It's there's like a direct comic book tie-in came about about an hour ago, so I had this on the back burner here. If you if you if you would, this yeah, yeah. um I was on Twitter, and uh, let me just kind of I'm it's about four screens here. I'm gonna re- try to read it in its entirety here. It's titled "Statement to the Insurrectionists." My father Jack Kirby, along with his partner Joe Simon, created Captain America in 1941. Perhaps the most iconic symbol of patriotism since the spirit of 1776, Captain America has stood as a symbol and protector of our democracy and the rule of law for the past 79 years. He was created by two Jewish guys from New York who hated Nazis and hated bullies. Captain America stood up for the underdog, and, as the story was written, even before he gained his strength and prowess from the army scientists, always stood for what was righteous and never backed down. At 72, I have a fairly vivid personal memory of every political and cultural upheaval since Castro's revolution in the mid-1950s. 
Add to that my father's stories, I could probably paint a picture of the battlefields of northern France surrounding the city of Metz in World War II as well. However, the events that transpired at our nation's capital on January 6th, an insurrection inspired and fomented by our own president, will be, will be the event that haunts me forever. While watching one of the horrific videos of the storming of the Capitol, I thought I noticed someone in a Trump slash Captain America t-shirt. I was appalled and mortified. I believe I even caught a quick glimpse of someone with a Captain America shield. A quick Google search turned up that Trump, uh, a quick Google search turned up Trump as Captain America on a t-shirt, posters, and even a flag. These images are disgusting and disgraceful. Captain America is the absolute antithesis of Donald Trump. Where Captain America is selfless, Trump is self-serving. Where Captain America fights for our country and democracy, Trump fights for personal power and autocracy. Where Captain America stands with the common man, Trump stands with the powerful and privileged. Where Captain America is courageous, Trump is a coward. Captain America and Trump couldn't be more different. My father, Jack Kirby, and Joe Simon, the creators of Captain America and World War II veterans, would be absolutely sickened by these images. These images are an insult to both of their memories. If Donald Trump had the qualities and character of Captain America, the White House would be a shining symbol of truth and integrity, not a festering cesspool of lies and hypocrisy. Several of our presidents held the same values as Captain America. Donald Trump is not one of them. Signed, Neil Kirby, Jack Kirby's son. Wow, wow. Fucking remember who the fuck you are. What are you doing this for? God damn it. The thing the is, thing it is, shouldn't, it shouldn't be, that, be hard. that hard. And you know what? And you know what the crazy thing, thing is? You know that a lot of these people are comic fans because yep. they wear Punisher yep. shirts on the regular. <laughs> um, so they know they know who these characters are and what they stand for. To be living through this if it weren't so mentally exhausting <laughs> and draining I would almost say it's a privilege because we are seeing in the most stark contrasted ways true villainy afoot mm. so easily identifiable it takes all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. All we have to do is what's right and stand up. And just like Joe Simon and Jack Kirby imbued into Captain America, all we have to do is stand up to the bullies. Yeah, we could do this all day. All day. Whatever it takes. So... You know, we never shy away on this podcast from how we feel about the things going on in the world. If there are ever moments where we don't talk about it, it's mostly because we want to create a space for people to be entertained and to maybe be distracted, to create a diversion, an alternative from everything that else is going on, everything else that's going on in the world um, and in our country yeah. here in the United States. Uh, it's not because we're not aware and it's not because we don't care. Um, and it's not because we're afraid of saying things with our chest either. We definitely will. Um, 
But what has transpired in the country has been a cancer that has been festering and growing, not even just in the last four years, but is rooted in a lot of the history of what this country was in a way founded on. Mm -hmm. And it's things that we have to examine and and really evaluate both uh, just as a country, but within ourselves too. look at our own biases that we have and and figure out what we need to do. But again, I almost want I mean, I don't because I, I don't want to I don't want the soundbite being out there to make it seem like this is literally what I'm saying. But there is almost a part of me that wants to say thank you to all of these fucking idiots out there <laughs> because. Like you might as well be wearing a Hydra uniform. Yep. And and his like history will not look kindly on no, you. No. I mean the 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 self-incrimination is wild to me. <laughs> it's like we don't even know we don't even need to go to the Aldo Rain route, right? We don't we don't need to give a little something you can't take off. Because you're on the internet forever, baby. I see you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I appreciate you sharing mm. that um, amazing um, uh, words from Neil uh, Neil Kirby. And um, I mean, it just, yeah, there has to be a reason why we're telling ourselves these stories, right? Yeah, like, yes, absolutely. And that's it's not lost that, that you know, it's these two Jewish New Yorkers came up with Captain America. You have two. Immigrants that create created Superman. You know. Comic books, the fantasy story of the superhero, they're born out of this need and this desire to want to make the world a better place. That's what makes them so universal. Mm-hmm. Not even just to the United States. So... You know, we, of course, we don't know what's going to happen in the next week, weeks, few days. We've already seen some of the insanity that has transpired, that can transpire. Yeah, shit. Hopefully, at this point, we don't know what's going to happen in the next ever. Yeah. Hopefully, we learn from these things and we try to be better prepared. Um, the people that are in charge of these things that can put preventative measures in, learn quickly. But what I can say and what I hope everyone that listens to this show can take from this, and I don't want to get too preachy or anything, but look, we don't know what's coming next. We don't know how dangerous it's going to be. It probably will be some amount of dangerous and some amount of frightening and definitely a lot of unknown. But what we can do is be there for one another to help each other within our communities um, you know, with the pandemic going on, a lot of people are in need. If you can help out at a local food bank, blood bank, donate blood, um, donate clothing, uh, especially right now we're in kind of the colder season. So if you have extra clothing, you can donate. A lot of people need that, those sorts of things. That's what I would mm. say, because that's how we win. These people that seek to destroy and divide that kind of aggression 
will only consume itself. But we need to continue living on regardless. And so I think the best way to help in that scenario is to help each other. So if you can, even if it's just one time a week or whatever, if you can do something to help someone else, again, by volunteering or, you know, donating something, or if you have the means to donating money to a you know local food bank or shelter, mm. great. That's how we can help, you know. Uh, because it is important to stay safe. Clearly, from what happened last week, there is real danger out there. There always has been, but there's there's an alarm now to it. There's there's an immediacy to it. And you know, I already I know people that have talked about doing, you know, counter rallies, counter protests. And while visibility, you know, we talk, Chris, you and I talk about it all the time. How important representation and visibility Mm -hmm. matters and that's absolutely true but you know and this is just me speaking you and i have not talked about this prior to to this podcast don't put yourself out there right now (laughs) you know if you if you think that there's going to be some kind of thing happening somewhere notify the authorities and yes i know we know that even like with what happened, there were some police uh, 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 street clothes officers that were part of the insurrection. It's wild. But not all of them. Right. Right. So 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 if you be, if you catch wind of something, alert the authorities, let people know, let the proper channels of people know. But don't get directly involved. Don't put your life at risk there's so much good for us to still do but we can't do it if we don't survive so that's all i would say is just be safe out there the pandemic is still going on wash your hands it's the best thing any of us can do wear a mask Mm. be a hero be your own hero enrich your life if you if you don't think you can help anyone else right now that's okay that's totally okay it's real tough out there for a lot of us for most of us so it's okay it's okay to just work on yourself and then when you get to a point where you feel like you can help someone else help someone else and and speak up vocalize you know don't let don't let the bullies push you around but at the same time be safe the work begins now work begins now uh i really appreciate you bringing that up chris uh yeah those (laughs) fucking idiots are the big wheel losers of the week of the of the year so far those are running right now because as it is that uh, the the door to the <laughs> it's it's closing heavy today. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, this fortress of Potitude is closed. We hope to bring so many more joyous things through for you guys and gals and everybody else th- uh, before the end of the year. It's just starting. Who knows what we have coming up next? Uh, You know, we said it a bit in a foreboding way a little earlier, (laughs) but we also 
in a very positive way, like you mentioned, Chris, there's a lot of great things to look forward to. I can't wait to jump into it with you and with all of the listeners. We want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you guys can give us a review, reviews help a ton, whether that's on Facebook or or uh, Apple Podcasts or music, whatever it's called, or on Spotify. Be sure to subscribe. Um, when you're listening to the podcast, do the thumbs up. If it's on SoundCloud or Podbean or wherever you listen to it, just click the little button one click. It helps us a lot to gain visibility just so that more people can can uh, become aware that we exist and hopefully be entertained by our shenanigans. <laughs> uh, what's what's your wish for, for 2021, Chris, For in terms of the nerd stuff? Oh, um, man, it's kind of like my mantra, right? It's just like I want to see stuff that shows how much fun the people behind the camera writing the scripts, acting the characters are having. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that, is that, should we call that the Favs Filoni rule at yeah. this point? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, right? Because it feels like they nailed it. Like, that's that's what that is. Miss. So, yeah, I'm right with you on that. Um, until next time, everybody, we love you 3,000. See you in a minute, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs>